Hello, and welcome to the Psychic Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Sanishin, and on this episode, I had the band The Helen Hannas. Two very cool dudes uh, from the area. I've seen a few of their shows, once at the Continental Room and another at a Death Club show in La Haber Heights somewhere, where it was really fucking cold that night. But they're awesome guys. We shared some beers. We told some stories. And uh, it was just really nice meeting people that could talk about music and be open about the absurdity of music. So I really enjoyed meeting these guys and hanging out and talking with them. If you don't know their music, you should definitely check them out. And the conversation we had was really, really fucking fun. Um, So today's episode is sponsored by Cynthia's Big Boy Room. Now, it's off the 91 freeway, and it's the only strip club where if you bring a picture of your dad, you get 20% off your first lap dance. Now, Cynthia's Big Boy Room has the toughest dancers in the game, hands down. Have you ever been at a strip club and had a night ruined because you made a pole troll cry and break character, breaking the illusion that she actually loves you? Well, have no fear, because at Cynthia's Big Boy Room, these girls are so tough, they never break character. Thanks again to our sponsors, and please enjoy the podcast. Smell what? I just farted. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's uh, the 38th episode of the Psychic Wave podcast. There's a delay in that, so I'm not using these headphones. But um, yeah, the 38th episode of the Psychic Wave podcast, and I'm with the Helen Hannas, uh, Jacob, and Pascal. Did I get it right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like focusing too much on the sound of the A. Yeah. No, it's I didn't even think that till you had it. Yeah, you did fart, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I told you that. The wood will soak it up. It's okay. <laughs> That's how you know good quality wood. Yeah, good quality wood. You have to fart on it. <laughs> good quality. So um, I had seen you guys play a few times, actually. Once at the Continental Room, and then once at uh, some death club party thing in a backyard. Oh, in it was so cold. Yeah, that was, that was freezing. Yeah. It was Hobart really cold. Like on the yeah. side of the hill. Yeah. Wild. But um, so I'd seen you guys play before, and then I think we both did um one of the Death Club residencies at the Continental Room. Maybe that's where I saw you get you get one of the Tuesday residencies in like November. Oh yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, those were fun. Yeah, it was fun, and you guys were really good. And uh, I've seen you guys. You're always playing shows, which is nice. We've been we playing try, a lot yeah. recently. Yeah. Try to stay busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I guess we'll start it off because I like to start from the beginning. But uh, where did you guys grow up and like, uh, how'd you start getting into music? I, I mean, I learned to play the bass when I was ten years old. Like, I grew up in Southern California in Orange County, like Anaheim and Orange, <coughs> yeah, in like Santa Ana area. And I went on this trip to Arizona, and we met these like people. And he had a fretless bass guitar and, like, taught me all this shit. And, like, I was just, like, so stoked on it that um, fretless I went home. Cool. Yeah. yeah it was, like, a, it was an acoustic bass that had frets, and he ripped them all off himself. And, like, actually oh. did a really good job at yeah. it. But, um, like, that was the first time I ever played an instrument, really, except for, like, playing, like, saxophone in fifth grade. Okay. But, like, growing up, I was always super into music. Like, my dad always listened to, like, a lot of cool shit and, like, really eclectic music taste. 
Yeah, pretty much the same. I started playing just with my family and stuff, and they always would get together at family events and stuff and play. Mm-hmm. So it was always exciting. Music was always exciting. So yeah, it kind of seemed inevitable at some point. Where did you grow up? In Anaheim. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I w- me and Pascal went to high school together at Canyon, and we had a couple other friends who um, played guitar and bass. So we started playing together for quite a while, and then after a while, one of them went to college, and one of them went to do his own thing, so we just kind of play now, and we've been playing for about six, five or six years. Five years. Five years. As well, the Helen Hannahs? As the Helen Hannahs, yeah. yeah. But as a two-piece, we've been playing for about like two years. I don't even know. I think it's probably like a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys, I mean, it's a good... Good sound for a two-piece. Yeah. I mean, I like the the bass style, and even, like, there's some distortion that you guys throw on some of the bass parts that, like, to me, to me, when you write songs with, like, just two people, I feel like you have to be more creative. And so yeah. I, I usually gravitate towards bands that have done that, and uh, it's super exciting because you have to figure out a way to, like, catch people without the normal dynamic of like fill, a, fill the space yeah, too. I think that yeah like exactly the songs that we write are they're good tonally you know like they it's a good song so like it doesn't sound like it's missing anything when we play it just the two of us right exactly you know and like yeah we have like the you know a little bit of excuse me a little bit of effect on the bass a little bit of effect on the vocals but other than that's like you know you really get a lot of because like I play drums, like, I try to play ev- all the pieces of the kit, you know? Right. Not just, like, sticking on the snare or something like that. And he's always been a talented um, guitar player. And, you know, switching to bass, it's the same amount of, like, fret work, I guess. But it's, so it's, like, it's entertaining. You were saying it, too. Like, the, the attention, I guess, to detail, like, it, it's just magnetized, I guess. Magnified. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? By having less people. And there's right. less to carry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my equipment's all of my equipment's pretty big. Like I have this uh, huge bass setup, and I love it. I love mm-hmm. like the amp head and everything. And then I have like a, a four twelve for my guitar, mm. and I love it. But it's like it takes up a lot of space. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. heavy. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and I still fucking love it. I mean, oh, yeah. I also like yeah. big equipment anyway. It just makes me feel well, badass. Yeah, you always <laughs> want the biggest stuff. Yeah, yeah. You just don't want to move it. You know? Yeah, the exactly. We take to all our shows too. Is it's just the easiest one to move. Like the real, yeah. the base amp that we use now at the at our practice spaces is a four by ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we have a two hundred watt yeah, acoustic head. And yeah. it's heavy. Like that. Yeah. The head cabinet yeah. is heavy as shit. That head is heavy as shit. Like, and then for, the, for its size, you know, but I just don't want to move it. You know what I mean? It yeah. sits there and we play it and it's awesome. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. So I did, yeah, a show in uh, L.A. at Lot 1, and it was just me and a guitar because my friend needed somebody to fill in a spot, and the band couldn't do it. And I was just like, oh, this is so nice, only bringing my shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, so <laughs> yeah. much easier. Yeah, that's but the thing about two people, too. We, God, not having to take all those amps or, yeah. or organize everyone's schedule yeah. became an advantage. We can fit everything point. in one car with us. Like, yeah. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, that's the big thing is, like, scheduling. Oh, massive. Yeah. yeah. It's massive. Yeah. It's so difficult to get everyone together. It's I mean, we also both work, yeah. you know, like I have two jobs. He has a job too. And he lives in Whittier. I live in Fullerton. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's still, we still, it's still tough to get together all the time, but it's definitely easier. That it's just the two of us to do that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. That's true. My drummer's in Long Beach. Our lockout's in Long Beach. Mm. We used to practice here sometimes, but once he got the lockout, we That's just awesome. we go over there. But so it was either him coming to Fullerton or me going to Long Beach. And then I'm looking for a bassist right now because um, my brother was our, our bassist and he went back to college. Oh. And um, it's hard to find. Even my brother, when he was in the band, he I feel like there's this bassist complex where like you want to be the guitarist. And I've encountered a lot of people like that. Yeah. And so they won't like I'll send them the songs and I'll be like, hey, like if you want to try out, learn these and then come to practice and. You know, we'll we'll yeah. work it out, and the guys like never learn it. They're always like improvising over it, yeah. and they're great players. But it's like, yeah, we need to know that you can do this. This is like yeah. part of the test to show that you can be competent. Yeah, and then like be part of a team. Good bass players really we, like make yeah. or break. All the great, yeah, all the greatest well, groups have amazing bass players. It's just yeah. It's what I was bag. gonna say too is like you know with the, like the kind of complex thing. I think that that's like you know. Because guitar, people who play guitar, like, it's a string instrument. The bass and the guitar are very mm. similarly set up, yeah. you know, just physically. And so, like, being able to play the bass as a guitar player is very, very easy. But, like, the people who actually really want to play bass, they will do it well, you know? Yeah, and that's like, what, yeah. That's, that's what who you for. want, yeah. But it, it's tough. I mean, I mean, it's tough anyway. You guys, I'm assuming, are in your 20s. Yeah, yeah. 20s. And, um... Sorry, I'm having a little glitching going on. No, no there. worries. But um, yeah. So we're in our twenties and we've got jobs and mm-hmm. drama and bullshit. Yeah. And so to find somebody that wants to be in your band as well is like, yeah, that's it's just tough. It's worked out pretty well for us because we're friends. Like yeah. I still talk to Pascal even if we're not talking like about we've been music stuff. You we've know, been like friends for almost eight years and like spent day after day like fourteen hours a day with each other like all the time. So like feel like writing songs and like even when we're playing and we're drunk and we fuck up and mm-hmm. we're like looking at each other to try and like you know get on the same page it's like it's always like super easy it's tough to find it's tough to just have i don't know an easy route to songwriting in yeah. general right. you know but when you know the person a little bit better yeah. it kind of makes exactly. it you understand what they're going for because you know the kind of stuff they listen to yeah. the, the their intent what yeah. they you know like a little bit of like their mannerisms and stuff like that. And like if you're okay saying like this is cool, I'm Dan, let's say this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're cool like throwing ideas around, really like, you know what I mean? Tossing, that's tossing it all up in the air. That's like part right. of the Some reason real why good things can happen. Why um when we like you know lost <coughs> uh, Sam and Tomas, who are a guitar player and our bass player before. One of the reasons why we decided not to you know try out other players and like try to add someone is because like. <coughs> the biggest thing I think ab- between like us about the music and like playing is not like skill level or anything like that, but more like yeah, like that personal connection. Like right, I know like this is my best fucking friend, mm-hmm. you know. And like to add someone in there, like I would have to like yeah, that that's that's a part of being in a band is yeah. like now you don't say it, but basically as looking for another bassist, I'm looking for somebody to be a friend. Yeah, totally. Like you have to be 100%. a friend for it to be good, and it's yeah. like this unspoken so thing. Much time together. Yeah. There's can you can you point that like up towards you a little yeah. bit more? I didn't expect you to be so tall. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're so tall. 
No, but no. There's that B.B. Yeah. King quote, I think, where he says, I hope I'm not paraphrasing, but it's like 75% man, 25% ability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 75% person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's truly like, if you're going to spend that much time with somebody, they should be your friend. Like, yeah. It's like a relationship. It's like yeah. any relationship, really. Like, why would you want to date somebody that's not your friend? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. that. Like, seriously. There's yeah. this uh, photographer, he, uh, from 70s, I mean, he does, like, sports stuff now, but... He would like take pictures of Humble Pie, Led Zeppelin, like bands like that, like professional pictures. Uh, Michael Zagaris, mm-hmm. and I was getting a lot of shit for having a Fender Squire guitar, you know, because it's like that's not a real Fender, yeah. you know. Come so on, I scratched yeah. out the the Fender part. I mean, but I made it look nice. I like sanded it yeah. down, and then with a uh, wood burner, I I wrote like in fancy cursive, expensive. <laughs> where like Squire used to yeah. be, yeah. so if somebody asked, I'd be like, "I have an expensive guitar." Expensive, <laughs> yeah. But I posted a picture so of it, and he's been around like amazing bands, and you know, in the green room with them, and he messaged me and he's like, "Hey man, it's uh, it's the Indian, not the Arrow," and I'm like, mm. dropping <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we've done we've recorded with Squires before. We've used yeah. them for our, our stuff I and mean, my, uh, the yeah. basses. You know, we did Squires basses and guitars. It was well, like I think these days the the Squires are made better than they used oh, to be. Yeah, but like time. if you take like a, a Squire Jag, like that's made within the past ten years, and then one that was made in the eighties, it they're just harder to set up and g- get right. Yeah, they're so easy to just pick up and play. Really, mm-hmm. like I yeah. I wouldn't recommend. A guitar to anybody else the first time i think you know what i mean like right, right off the bat squire is like the way i yes. think about it it's gonna be awesome yeah like, the way i think about it is just like you know i of course i would love to have like a really nice u.s made American yeah, yeah. stratocaster just like you know in a white with like a cream color guard yeah. and like pick guard that sounds so fucking sweet but like the people who are going to notice the difference between like a US made and a Mexican made yeah. or like a Fender and a Squire yeah. are the musicians, the people who know instruments and like are listening to that. But like for me, like, dude, I could never, there's no way I'm telling yeah. a difference off of an when like I was recording. Young, yeah. No. When I was young, I was like, I people would love liars like that. Yeah. I swear. When I was young, I would save up money so I could get like, you know, spend like 500 bucks on like a real Fender made in Mexico or whatever. Right. Yeah. But like, Nowadays, I play a $50 Squire that I got at the pawn shop because yeah. it's like when I'm playing like in front of people, they're not going to know the fucking difference. And second, it's not going to fucking matter right? because I've got like, some effects on there Sure. and I'm just fucking pl- – it's going to be done. When I I'm had a sort of a dilemma with me like when I first – I had instruments growing up, not nice ones. My, d- my dad gave me like his old ones or you know when I bought a guitar, I, I just spent like you know 100 bucks and got – a Fender Squire or something. Yeah. And that was like a yeah, proposition. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was like my, my deal that I had made with myself was I'm not going to get a nicer guitar until I'm a better player. Exactly. Like when That's I feel I deserve it. That's a good deal. And then my friend Miguel, he was telling me that he found this guy who was selling a – It's a f- it was a Fender Squire body, but he replaced the neck, the pickups, like everything yeah. on it exactly. with – American-made Fender parts, mm-hmm. so it's an American-made Fender except for the body except part, for yeah. just the body, yeah. which is like the part that, uh, I mean, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does, but like, but really, it's not, <laughs> it's not mean, crucial. I it's more, it's more solid guitar than I've ever had, though. Like, yeah. you, you hold yeah. that thing, you're like, oh, this is a guitar. Uh, to me, it's like the neck, dude. Like, the yeah, the, the neck's neck. important. Yeah, the neck is playable. everything. Like, so when people like do that, my uncle put a, a like a really nice Telecaster neck on a guitar too. Yeah, it was just like it made 
all the difference in the yeah. world. My old Squire, when I compare the two, the Squire neck feels like plywood. It's crap. Yeah. I like <laughs> it. When you really feel it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's such a difference. I like the way the Telecaster neck feels, Me but too. I just don't like the I maple. Don't, I, I don't really, yeah, I, I don't like maple at all. I'm a I big Rosewood, rosewood, big rosewood, rosewood fan. Rosewood, yeah, I don't own a maple guitar. The only one I own is that bass. I think it just, it feels nicer. You know, like the maples, it's really, I mean, maple is a really strong wood, you know, it's like super dense yeah. and like really hard. And so like you can feel that in the neck, mm -hmm. but like rosewood is just a little bit softer and like, you know, the oils with your skin, like mm -hmm. that's, it takes it less of you really yeah. to play it, which is like, I, th I think that's why it's attractive to players. I like, I mean, I'm not the best player yet. Like I'm growing my abilities. So I can I'm still be kind of like just simple with things and be like, I think it's pretty. I want that one. Yeah. yeah and not oh, care too uh, much yeah. about like, That's like all the, yeah. it's like the analogy of like, okay, when Michael Phelps shaves his whole body before he goes like to the Olympics. Oh, he has like, a guy who does that for him. You know that. <laughs> I bet. I would kill it's for me. that job. <laughs> I but, would kill for that job. But for him to do that, those fractions of a second actually matter. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, but when a high school student is shaving their whole body for a are? swim meet, it's like, what the fuck Come is the on. point? You're not like, yeah. you know. You're not I, on that level. And it's like, if you give me the nicest guitar in the world, I'm going to play it the same way I play my Squire yeah. because I don't have the skills. It's like, almost, I'm not worthy of that yet. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. Too, yeah. I, I only got... You know what I mean? The things that I wanted to get when I when I realized why I wanted them too. You know what I mean? And for recording and stuff like that, it does it does make a, a bit of a difference. You know, the pickups that you have. Yeah. Sure. Because to me, it's like neck pickups, and then literally how it feels when you hold it. Those are the three like biggest things. The body, I like where it's laying down. And yeah. You know I, mean? I don't I don't care as much. It's a big deal overall, but I don't think the body. I'm not like, I'm not concerned as unless much. Unless you're talking about like. Hollow body, semi-hollow. Oh, yeah. Well, well, cuts, yeah. Yeah, but if it's just a solid body, I don't solid think it matters electric. too the much. The body, like... Acoustic guitar is massive. The oh, material, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything That's massive. Like, but. I mean, the body, like the wood and like the thickness of the wood and stuff like that affects the, the tone a little bit, but it, like it's not... It's like I said, it's one of those things where it's like so the people who are going to be able to tell very much. are the people who are like... Oh, that's a... Like, how could you tell the body... Like, I wouldn't be like able to anyone tell. who's listening right now who knows who Andy from Pro Guitar Shop is. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're <laughs> the motherfucker. You're the motherfucker who's gonna notice the difference. But anyone who doesn't know who that is is not gonna ever know the difference between a fucking American-made Fender and a Mexican-made Fender or whatever. He's like, the reason I bought my Earthquaker devices Avalanche Run. Earthquaker. He's Avalanche the reason I fucking so live and breathe. Can you move that closer to the edge? Sorry. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, Earthquaker is pretty good. I love that pedal. Yeah. yeah, I've never gotten a chance. I never had one, but I've gotten a chance to play one, and it was it was super. See, good. but the funny thing is, I bought this pedal a year ago because mm -hmm. of his demo of it, and I, this whole time that I've had it, I've known that the reason why it sounds so badass is because he uses an expression pedal. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Which he changes yeah. the the timing of the delay, so it's like without having to, yeah, yeah, without having to do it, and that's why that pedal's that. awesome. That's but true. I've had it for a year, and I still haven't bought a forty dollar expression pedal. Well, it's like that cock, <laughs> that cockfight. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah. All over drive or whatever. It's such a sick pedal, but if unless you have an expression pedal, it doesn't seem to be as. My queen signal is an American-made Strat <laughs> going through a 65 amp Soho. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. Hi, this is Andy from Pro Guitar. Hi, this is Andy from Pro Guitar Shop. I know a guy I'm who play um, a couple clean licks right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy to me that he doesn't use a pick too. 
because oh he's yeah, just I so. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't need it, and I'm like, it looks like he's he's got a pick. No, he doesn't. I've never, pick. I never really liked using a pick, but I'm d- I can't do what he's doing. Fuck you know meeting, I mean? fuck that, meeting like. Jagger. I want to meet Andy. Andy, uh, yeah, yeah, Andy, Andy from, from Pro Guitar. Guitar Shop. I think everyone like has a secret crush on Andy from. Pro I Guitar think it's Shop. because I he's so versatile. To a couple demo videos. He he is yeah he can he's truly one of the better people to show you what's going on with various things I don't watch others I don't watch other demo videos when I see them and it's not Andy (laughs) yeah Andy please yeah why would I watch your video well the reason why (laughs) Why I like why don't they have shirts with this fucking face on it or something they could I bet I bet they do I want you Andy someone's made it but someone's made it we should make it right now screen print (laughs) print print hell yeah Andy think about it Andy's definitely not a virgin we know that oh no no no, are you serious he gets gets people thrown at him every night think about the caliber of people who have had sex with him probably like oh Pamela Anderson for sure how do yeah, we know? Wait, what do you mean for though? sure? Oh, for sure. Andy? It's like once you, reach a, once you reach a certain level of celebrity, you Pamela have Anderson sex with Pamela Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Once you reach a certain level of celebrity, you have sex with Andy. There you yeah, go. Like oh, that's, that's how it works. I think so that's Pamela what you, Anderson no, reached you have that to achieve Nirvana. You have there to achieve go. Nirvana. No, Nirvana had sex with her, too. Nirvana did, really? They did. They reached Nirvana. He's great. That one guy? Oh, my God. I love that. His song, Amber. John. <laughs> what? Amber's the color of her energy? Oh, my by God. Nirvana? Nirvana, by, John, <laughs> by Johnny Nirvana? <laughs> if if Sorry, any, the people are going to hate this. People are going to hate this. They're like, no, it's not. It's Johnny <laughs> Nirvana. <laughs> it's not Johnny Nirvana. It's not Johnny Nirvana. <laughs> you know that was three guys, right? You, you know they're a band, right? These guys are yeah, fucking Yeah, people are, stupid. So you're going to get some fucking heat for this one. You know, it's funny because, like, the YouTube. Let's talk about abortion. <laughs> <laughs> Just toss it right in there. I'm down to have one. Uh, <laughs> we'll do it on the air right now. <laughs> oh, my God. First ever male pregnancy and abortion. <laughs> Same term. So. I hate how, like, it's so easy. Like, if you really wanted to have millions of views on YouTube or something like that, it's so easy. You just have yeah, to be a complete like asshole Seems and like do it. something that nobody wants you to be doing on video. Yeah. And then it's like instantly. Like, like Tyrone. Oh, Tyrone. I love Who's Tyrone. Tyrone's that like big dude who goes huge, up people and he's huge like, dude. I'm Tyrone and fuck this smoking cigarette dude, shit. He smacks his cigarettes out of their hands. Oh, <laughs> God. He just goes around Philadelphia just smacking cigarettes out of people's hands. That's oh, brilliant. God. Dude, and some he's people actually obviously a, are not, he's actually not a, very interested in that. a Berkeley graduate <laughs> who has just this passion for comedy. That's... See, like that's Affronting. that's a little bit. Di- it's too aggressive for me. Like way too aggressive. Yeah. The reason I why I never do something like that. He's huge. Too. I liked like Jackass because they pretty much only hurt themselves. Pretty you know, much, yeah. And then they, I, oh, they never. Yeah, they, they just did funny they, little. They, skits they played that. some tricks on people, but nobody ever like they didn't get in anybody's face or like get yeah. to like nobody's fight day status. was truly affected no. by what they did. But then yeah. there's these guys that like bum fights. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's that's it's the worst. Hard, yeah, that that's how many like, days oh we spent watching bum fights. <laughs> what? Bum fi- no, <laughs> bum fights is terrible. I've seen all of them. I'm not saying I like them. I'm just saying I've seen all of them. There's a phenomenon about bum fights that's that's just strange. Well, it's I like mean, the it's fact like that UFC. humans did that to other humans. It's like <laughs> UFC. Like honestly, like What's I'm not, I don't have anything Pugilism. against people you know who I mean? like that. Pugilism. Like those guys want to fight each other. That's chill. Wait, but do they want to fight each other? Is it no, because no, they're it's 
it's homeless bum fights? and need bum no, 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 fights. No, no, no. I'm talking to like, these guys. Oh. These guys like did all these really messed up things yeah. to homeless people, right? And like filmed it all. I mean, that was a so no one actually fought each other. I, yeah. I don't remember a fight. On I'm just fights. Th- I'm talking felony about fights was when they got people that used to be in prison and they got them to fight each other. Yeah. Did you ever see those? No, those but those are terrible too. <laughs> I remember watching all those Kimbo like slice, Kimbo Slice videos. Kimbo Slice backyard. Kimbo Slice, rest in peace. When he knocks that dude, is he dead? Dude, he yeah, died. He died. Yeah. What? Like Kimbo a year ago. Died, yeah. Why? What? Like a year well, ago? I don't know. A year and a half ago or something. He died. Definitely died. Yeah. He's dead, dude. Yeah. So is Michael I remember. Clark Duncan. Because fucking R.I.P. R.I.P. Fucking Kimbo Slice, dude. Kimbo Slice died. This is I just mean, I'm not surprised, but like. Do you he need a moment? He couldn't. <laughs> no, he <laughs> he couldn't have been more than like. No, 40 he wasn't old. Young. No, he, he wasn't was old. Young. I think there's got to be something. You know what I mean? There's something else. Drugs or May, uh, steroids? I don't, I don't know how that affects <laughs> your health. Like you know what I mean? If that could make your heart just like explode, I'd imagine it probably could. I don't know what he died of. Let's find out. Stupidity. Kimo Slice died of being too. <laughs> I like how everybody <laughs> saw. <laughs> everybody Kimo saw Slice backyard fights. Fuck, he'd destroy me if he heard this shit. Well, he's dead, so he can't. Yeah. But everybody well. saw his backyard fights, and then everybody saw that one video where he clotheslined that fool when they oh, threw a football yeah, to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like, and I remember just feeling that in my gut, like at 14, watching that on like the first version Ouch. of YouTube. Yeah. And be like, ooh, geez. He just took that fool yeah. the fuck out. Yeah, that yeah. era of my life was like, <laughs> all my friends and I would go skating, we'd come back to somebody's house. Watch like fight videos, Kimbo yeah. Slice, or porn, and, and then like <laughs> clear the history, and then like book it and go skate again. Yeah. We used to go um, to our friend's skate shop and watch one our, like yeah, one of our best. It friends. was like Adventure Time. We'd watch Adventure Time. Yeah. We watch like Arabian drifting videos. Arabian drifting. You never seen those? No. Oh my god. What is yeah, that? It's like these like the dudes. Do you guys in, go like on, in the Middle on, like, East two wheels. Like, you know what I mean? Like their cars are just like oh yeah, I've seen drift like, on the highways. Like, fools are yeah. like flying out of the car and stuff. It's like <laughs> yeah, we um, watched some gnarly shit. We used to just like put on videos of like animal fights. And World Star like, Hip Hop. Yeah. World Star is great, obviously, but I heard that like with the. I didn't know it was called Arabian Drifting, but, like, Mm. I heard with those those videos, I've seen some of them before, and people say that, like, imagine being so filthy rich that you get so bored and you have to do shit like this. Yeah. Because, like... Middle Eastern money, like those dudes have oh my like God. so it's much money that they literally don't. they it's, have it's insane they, like to consider they drive their Ferraris you know f- from where to where and it breaks down in the middle and they just leave it and then have someone bring them a new one dude it, have you ever seen that clip There's, of that dude he's like he's like it's like a cop I can't remember what country it's in but he's on his motorcycle and he's just like dancing like standing up on the back of his motorcycle no it's like holy crap like in a different country for you know, sure they have it, it was in the it was somewhere around that area like cause yeah. car, the stuff they do with cars and motorcycles they have car graveyards car. in the Middle East that are just like totaled totaled like supercars wow you can look this shit up like there's a total supercar graveyard Arabian drifting is actually I had nuts. this um, fascinating I had I yeah. went to private school for high school me too and for a second um, I did really b- bad in, like in school, and then they sent me there as like a punishment because it was like. Did you do better? I just w- didn't try, yeah. and so they wanted to bring me somewhere. It was more focused, and I ended up having a. Were there girls? Rich there? relative. There were girls there. Yeah. Did they wear skirts? Yeah. Okay. So. But they were like rich girls that were not pretty. I feel like okay. girls from like the neighborhood are always cuter than like girls that have money. Yeah, but the girls with money <laughs> are gonna get plastic surgery later on in life, so like it just depends on what you're into. Oh, I'd yeah. rather be t- I'd rather be like a, a house I'm, husband no, yeah, for I'm sure. I'm I'd rather like have them like, go be a lawyer. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I'm not. 
Way to go, dude. Sorry. These guys had too many. I'm not <laughs> sorry. I had two too many. <laughs> Literally two. Well, I went to this private school, and there was this uh, these brothers there, and they were the Biltaji brothers, and we were all close for like a minute, and I remember. Like, we were 16, and we were going to go to a hookah lounge. And these guys drove, like, nice BMWs at 16 and stuff. Kids that go to hookah lounges. Yeah. Well, the Biltaji brothers they went to school with. And so we're going out, and I'm like, dude, we're not going to be able to get in. I don't have a fake. And they're like, no, don't worry about it. So we get there to the hookah lounge, and it's, like, this nice place. Yeah, they usually pretty nice, yeah. And and then they see the Biltaji brothers, like, get out of their cars, and they're all, oh, Biltaji, Biltaji. And they're, like, talking to them all like that. And they're like, oh, you're, you're a friend, friend? And they're like, we're so nice to me. We got everything the norm for... norm of this hookah lounge. Yeah, and we got everything for, like, free. And then I was like, dude, what the fuck's up with that? And he goes, oh, well, like, our family's known, like, Middle East. And I was like, no, and these fools are, like, just treating you like kings. And they're like, well, they, they named, like, a small country after us over there. And then I looked it up, and Biltaji is, like, a small country. Really? <laughs> so these That's dudes are like, but they kept it so secret, you know? And yeah. It's just, like, they could go anywhere and do anything. Yeah. Dude, that sounds yeah. tight. That's I'd be insane. down. That sounds tight, but. How do you get that job? <laughs> you have to be born into it, I guess. <laughs> you get that gig. They were, they were really nice guys, but we just were into different things at a certain point. Yeah. And yeah. It felt weird always it having It doesn't sound like I have a lot in common with them. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it would be fun. <laughs> it, after a while, it felt like they were like babysitting me because they had so much money and they were just yeah. always taking care of everything. It got weird. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I'd be down to be a sugar baby. I'd be down to have a, a sweet <laughs> teat to suck on. I've, wow. I've, I've logged into the websites and seen it. the options. Have but you, are the options like fair? Because, mm. I mean, options. I'm, yeah, like you know, the, the cougar the sites. I mean, I mean, it's like one of the like you, you could have like a sugar mom. I'm I'm down to just wait until my girlfriend gets like really <laughs> successful, and then she just like wants to buy me a house or like it's yeah. more natural that way. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's the more time natural getting a house. No, it is. That way. No, it is. You the know. times they are changing. Yeah, <laughs> she'll do it. She's. I mean, She'll we're not women. We first. Wanna, women should be heads of the house. We don't want to buy houses <laughs> for each other until we're married, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's good. Media. Yeah, bookstore. Oh yeah, women and women first. Women yeah. and women first. Oh, I yeah. love that. Those were such good skits. <laughs> Those are great because like, I don't think anybody really gets offended by them because they're so funny. They're just so funny. Yeah, they're they're really accurate in a lot of ways. Yeah, and just really funny. I don't think they ever say anything like that isn't overtly true. That's true. Yeah, they're just like. I love the one where he's going through. He's like, "Oh, I know I have some pictures on this." He's like going through all his yeah. old devices, like all his old eyes. Do you guys see? Oh, um, <laughs> do you guys see Fred Armisen's stand-up for drummers? I I watched a little bit of it, yeah, and then I was super drunk when I put it on, so yeah. I fell asleep. He said some pretty funny shit. Like, I remember he was talking about like um, like bands in the fifties and like, you know, like Blue Moon and like stuff yeah. like that, and how like. You know, at band practice back then, some guy, like, one of them showed up and was like, let's start the song like this. Ooh, up, ooh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, that was a style of music for a while where yeah. they were just like, all right, now everyone Do comes up, in. Yeah. Ooh, wah, you yeah. know, like. Singing yeah. groups. Too. Yeah. yeah. Singing groups just, like, owned music for so long. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Especially the ones coming out of L.A., like. How densely populated with singing groups LA was. All right, you're gonna be the guy that goes bump, 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 <laughs> bump, <laughs> yeah. bump, bump. It was so dorky, but it was like those dudes got pussy. Yeah, the coasters and like all that stuff. <laughs> it was fucking stupid. Um, if you're a band from the 30s or the 20s well, or the Miles 50s, Davis and you can his suck. Band too, yeah. All them. 
Um, did you Except see Mark Maron's Mark Maron's stand up? I haven't yet. No. Oh, dude, Mark Maron's so funny. Have you seen um, that uh, video of Jimi Hendrix back when he was playing backup guitar for uh, Little Richard? Little Richard, and he's yeah. doing like yeah. all the moves and everything. Uh-huh. It's just so weird to see that guy doing it's that. It's hilarious. But that's yeah. where a lot of the guys like. I mean, this is what I've heard. That's where they learned their chops because they would be playing all the time and oh, yeah. just like, you know. Yeah. And a lot of it was surf rock oriented, surprisingly, tons, to where tons. like they were playing a lot of notes. Mm-hmm. So they learned how to play the, the instrument. But Well, and he's playing rock and roll. Like Little Richard's yeah. real rock and roll. Like yeah. That's, the, that's like the definitive early artist, really. Like One of the me. first dudes to wear makeup, too, on stage Black and stuff. Black guy from the South that's questionably questionable in his sexuality, yeah. making rock and roll music. This dude is, like, pushing some boundaries he came, here. Like. He came to my grandpa's church. He was, like, a big <laughs> church guy. and he like, Oh, my God. He was yeah, he was huge gospel, yeah. huge gospel music guy, But, too. like, rock and roll as fuck. Yeah. The most. Yeah, the most. Next to the strokes, the most rock and roll. <laughs> 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 Albert Hammond Jr. <laughs> a little Richard right there. <laughs> no, dude. No. It never rains in California anymore. Say again. <coughs> Albert Hammond Sr.? You're closer to the mic, Jacob. You never heard Albert Hammond Sr.? I still think 311 is the best. (laughs) Who? 311. Oh, the best. Yeah. That's rock and roll. That's rock and roll. You know what I'm talking about? No, they've got that one where it goes, come as you are. Right? That's 311? Yeah, Johnny Nirvana. Johnny Nirvana. (laughs) No, that's 311. Oh, Oh, he was in that band before Johnny Nirvana. (laughs) Before his solo career, that's right. 311, what's your emergency? (laughs) <laughs> Dude, you know what I read though is that the reason they I I I hate that I know this. The reason <laughs> that they the reason that they named themselves 311 is cuz like it was like a police code for like public nudity in like they're like from like Oklahoma or some shit. Yeah. And it's just like that was their police local police code for like public nudity. Like that's a if you're from Oklahoma, send us your mail. I mean, <laughs> find out the police. You'll code. love this you joke. You'll love this joke. Yeah. If you're from Oklahoma, dude. It's. I mean, pretty much every band name is pretty stupid. Pretty though, stupid. like puddle of mud, except for ours, <laughs> except for yours. Yeah. No. But like, think about it. Like, radio Radiohead is very loved, and they're great musicians. Radiohead. But the name is so Crap. cheesy. Radiohead. Yeah. It's yeah. like wow. it's like nobody so has deep. There's only so, so deep. many. There's only so many good band names. Really. I always thought Coldplay was kind of a pretentious. Yeah, and I was saying like I don't know, yeah. Coldplay. It's not Coldplay, that bad. Coldplay came on at work the other day, and it was really depressing me. And um, I was thinking there should be like an antithesis band for every band. So like for Coldplay, it'd be like Hard Work or something like that. Oh you yeah, know, yeah, like or Hot Work, and like you know, like bands are just complete opposites of each other. Yours would be the Helen Mirams. There you go. Yeah, I, I would like. No, that, you ha- you, ha- you have to a whole band <laughs> of Helen Mirrors? Like that that sounds good to me. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm tr- I'm like I'm racking my brain now too. Yeah, I'm trying to like think of ones. Band. No, we don't have one. The Glen, <laughs> the Glen. I feel like Glenn the opposite. The Glen Gleasons or Glenn something. Glenn <laughs> the Glen Levis. That sounds good. Glen Fittich maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. the Johnny Walker Blacks. <laughs> oh my God. I saw. I have. I have no idea if this band is good or not. So I'm gonna shit talk They're a band name yeah. right now. But I saw a poster for one, and it was. Um, it's obviously like a folk country band. And their band name is The Folks and Company. And I'm like, it's like the is most John Mayer generic. John with you? Or like <laughs> yeah. It's like that's the, mo- the worst. That's yeah. the most generic way of saying we play folk Grateful Dead-ish Do you guys shit. have a washboard in your back line? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, wasn't there a 
didn't didn't Fred Armisen or somebody do uh, a Mumford and Sons like parody? Oh god, that's so funny. No, but that would be great. I somebody I did one. It's so Mumford funny. We Sons. were I was getting dinner with my mom in oh my downtown god. Fullerton, and there was at um, Burger Parlor and at Night Owl right next door. They were having like a Christian oh, open mic. It was like it was like it wasn't open mic, but there was like this like Christian twosome, you know, it was like a guy on acoustic guitar and a girl singing. Mm -hmm. It was really hot, dude. (laughs) Full on complete penetration. No, um, at the night owl. You know, it's like I have nothing against religious music at all, but like I do acoustic music. (laughs) (laughs) Like I don't like it. Oh god, acoustic music. Acoustic music. I just I I can't get behind it unless it's like folk. You sure, you know? yeah. yeah. Well, like there's it's like if it's just like some like you it's know, it's so usually like an Asian girl on YouTube like sitting in front of. I like just a feel ukulele. like it's so un. Um, you know what I mean? It, it it lacks sincerity to me. Like it always seems like just a formulaic way to write an acoustic song that you know the mass majority of people on Facebook are gonna like or something. It's, it's not for impressive. people who don't like. It's not impressive. It's for people who aren't looking for anything more in music yeah. than the message. Like you know what I mean? It's right. Like, what are you saying? You're saying what I agree with? Okay, cool. I don't care what the fuck you're playing. I don't right. care what it sounds like. I don't care. It sounds uplifting. Yeah. sounds inspirational. Cool. Like, I don't look deeper right. into my music and try to see meaning or artistic also, expression. Also, what's up with cajones? That's not a fucking drum. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, but dude, s- this is a cajon. Like, you know, how like, can 100.3 be a fucking Catholic rock radio station now? Like, I thought it was 100.3 100 100 the beat. No, the no sound, it, was the it was the sound. Wait, wait. 100.3 point three. The sound was the classic rock station. They play like albums. They oh. do like music history. What happened was whatever. like the. Are you sure that wasn't 101.3? 100% no. 100.3. Because I'll see the ads on the bus is passed by 10, now. 101.1 1. 1. 1. 1. 1 is yeah. KLOS? Yeah. KLOS is KLOS. KLOS 101. KLOS 101. KLOS 101. KLOS 101. Give me fucking money. Give me fucking money. I can do it, dude. There's no way I could do it, dude. I'd have too much like pressure. I'd be waiting for them to say go, and I'd be like, I'd take like a. Just a bunch of speed before. Kiss one, kiss one. Kiss one, kiss one, kiss one. I hate how they. <laughs> one. I hate how they like end up taking like a bunch of money away from them because they like slurred some of it. Yeah. And I'm like, there's like you didn't really say it, so we're gonna cheap you out of the money we definitely promised you for doing this very. It's like, show thing. me the recording, <laughs> and we're going to fucking state so court. So you ever like listen to those radio shows and you're like, never. Holy shit! How how are they? <laughs> How are they giving out like so many tickets to things, right? Yeah. So I found out how they're doing it. So when you win tickets, they don't mail it to you. You have to come pick it up from their studio. Ah. So if you don't pick it up the next day, they give it to somebody else. That's hot. Who? Who? Who's this? Who's this lucky person that gets all the tickets that whoever's saying no? Well, like Kayla West. sell them off. They resell them. Yeah, they just they 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 just give them away again. And if that person doesn't pick them up, then they give it away again. So it Weird. creates this illusion that they're giving away a lot of tickets, and mm. you like, but it's but really it's like, like they have you like have to go get them the tickets. next they have like day. Three tickets, and yeah, just like so no one comes pick them up. Yeah, but you're in thirty minutes, you can get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Clock's ticking. <laughs> oh my god. So what's next for you guys, music-wise? What are you doing? Right now, we're in the process of making like a little video. We're gonna do a video, and then we have a hopefully a few shows in June. We're definitely gonna get them recording coming up soon because we just got a, like a decent space that we could use cool. in w- over in Santa Fe Springs. Yeah, and our recordings have been shoddy and like yeah. sessions have been few and far between because like you know most of our recordings are from when we were a four piece. Okay, and so it's like you know we had 
four different people playing, and you know, there's no chance Tomas is listening to this. But if he was, he would probably <laughs> agree with me. And he's my that biggest fan. He wasn't. You know, we had to re-record a lot of parts sometimes because, you know, of, like, timing and stuff like sure. that. But, yeah. like, so most of our recordings from, and they're also poorly mixed and, like, hmm. recorded at, you know, a studio in Fullerton or a studio yeah, in Yeah, combining LA, tracks like from different studios, you know what I mean? So just it's, you know, nothing, works, nothing yeah. solid. What's, what's to stop you guys from just recording it yourself? That's what we're going to do. That's, that's, do. The yeah. cool. that's the plan now. We've been like approaching this inevitable point, you know what I mean? I'm trying not to trying to re I wouldn't record at like a, a studio and have well, a producer I've, like I've been engineering for years. Oh, like, okay. Then you I, should be doing it. I studied it, it in school yeah. too, so like I I know what I'm doing when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. And now that we have a space to do it and you nice. know, enough equipment and things like that, it it really isn't a problem. Yeah. I we, we were kind of in purgatory there for a second. We almost gear, started today. So. I, I I can I mean, I've always recorded my own stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, every song that I that I make, it is better recording wise. Oh yeah, like yeah. and you always find yeah. these things and move forward. But the only thing I've never been able to record myself because I didn't have all the mics was the drums. Drums, yeah. And but besides that, you know, I would send the drums to my buddy who plays drums, and he has his setup, and he'd send it to me, and it was like I can get six songs completely done and that sound crisp in a month you know but then i see these bands and their goal is to like have a studio record for them oh yeah dude you guys are wasting your money wasting wasting time and money maybe they're not wasting their time and money because maybe they seriously have no knowledge of recording well, it's just like you know, you, you really just can't like run at it. Like no. yeah. you know. music, like <laughs> music <laughs> studios, and like there are studios that you want to record at. Sure, but there are also plenty of studios that are also like agents in Hollywood. You know, and right? It's like they're they're not there because they're gonna make you something, right? Or even make you a product that you're satisfied with. They are there to say, "You're so good. Let's get you in the studio. You'll only pay thirty five an hour." Yeah. Which is like, yeah. What am I gonna get done in one hour? I'm gonna know. set up, and that's gonna be like for 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Oh, you want to do five days. songs? We should probably do eight. I mean, why not do eight? You yeah. Know, like, you guys want to keep going? Do another one? Yeah. Well, that's why, like, um, I had uh, this girl Sarah Tudson on the podcast, and she works at a studio, and she was recording uh, one of my favorite bands, Iris. Uh, they're good buddies of mine, but their yeah, their the sound 90s? is huge. No, no, no. Oh. It's I R E S S. Oh, okay. But uh, their sound is like From huge, the and they're so good. And she's recording them, and she's one of those people like y- she's somebody that you would want to record you because mm. she's like she understands bands. Oh. She's in her own band, Illuminati Hotties. Ivy. Sorry, I was thinking of Ivy. Ivy? Yeah, I don't like know the band or the, the band. Sorry. The Bane. The Bane. The Bane. <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off. But no, yeah, no. I didn't remember that. But she's, she's one of those people yeah. that you would want. Yeah. But it's, I mean. Well, yeah, like there's bots she's that a friend. You, there's there's spots only so that much you want to record at. And there's, but there's only so much money you could spend that's actually beneficial to you. And you know thing, what I mean? It starts yeah. to become, at some point, it reaches that threshold where it becomes like you're losing something. And you like, could right. be doing better. We have microphones. We have interfaces. We have bought all the programs. You pay for the subscription to Pro Tools. Yeah. We might as well be doing this shit ourselves. And like, the, other yeah, thing, like, the other thing, too, is, like, you know, music Music is art. And, like, when you are creating a recording, like, you're creating a painting, essentially. Like, you know, in, an equivalent of, like, a masterpiece painting. Sure. And so, like, 
you need to think outside the box. If you just follow the follow the you know dotted yeah. lines, follow the numbers, like you're not gonna get something original and unique. And like when I was first starting to produce, I was really into like analog stuff. You know, when I went to college, I yeah. ended up realizing that all of my classes were on computers and shit. Yeah, so all like digital. Well, analog's super fun for yeah, sure. It is. Yeah. And like the other thing too is like you th- you know I've read tons of books and articles and stuff like that on producers from like the 80s and shit who were like oh let's try like when the levee breaks mm-hmm. led zeppelin recording you know? it in the hallway mm-hmm. recording at the e- you know john bottoms at one end of the hallway they mm-hmm. have two i think they're neumann mics Norman. at the end of um at the Some other end of the hallway and it's like that's that's how they recorded the track yeah you know it's crazy. So you got to think outside the box Those so like pick up we're recording you know my drum kit right now with four mics nice you yeah. know kick, no, I, kick snare or no it's it's three mics. We have kick, snare, and overhead. I've recorded drums with one mic before. Yeah, yeah. We've and done I that, yeah. I did it omni, but I set it up. I, s- I found the right spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it it had enough. It was still garagey, but there's so much trial and error. And so that's much thing, trial you know, and error, like, and like um, troubleshooting in general. Do you, you know, know that that classic like eighty sounding drum, like you yeah yeah. So yeah. like, like I guess the toms that really ring out. Like, yeah, and then the snares yeah. just like yeah. yeah yeah. I guess that. Yeah, that was like a recording accident, but it was because a guy had his own studio and he forgot to like he had like a mic hanging in the middle of the room and that he forgot to turn off. And then that was on that song Don't Shock the Monkey, okay, I think. Yeah. And that was the first song that had those yeah, those yeah. 80s drums and then like when people heard that they're like, "Dude, how the fuck did you do that?" And uh-huh. it was like, "I just had a mic hanging in the room as I had and all the other drums the, yeah. mic." Well, so yeah, that's we always try to have a room like at least, but that's that's pretty gnarly yeah. too. But it's like it's a creative accident, exactly. And then every well, so yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is like so you might not have that freedom in a studio because somebody's gonna say you can't do that. Turn that mic off. Yeah, and that's the thing the is chance, with you know with I mean? that's why I say that music games. is an art and making a recording is a work of art because like there's no structure to it. If if there was a pattern you should follow, you know, like. And that's why sometimes I get like kind of ups- like not upset but like ticked off when people are like, oh well, that piece of equipment isn't as good as this because like yes, quality is a we thing. We were just talking about with the squires. Quality, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Quality same, is same a thing, shit. but like if you want like a lo-fi sound, why not use a squire? Yeah. Do you want to use like a super obvious, clean American made and try place. and make it sound lo-fi, or do you want to use a lo-fi guitar? Like yeah, you know, like and it's just like things like that. Like you have to work outside the box. Put yeah. your drum kit at the end of the fucking hallway. Yeah. If you don't give yourself the chance, you know what I mean, to try and yeah. fail, like and to to make adjustments, like I don't think you could truly get the best product. Like yeah. when you're working on something, I mean, we'll we'll try and try and try and try and try, get to the end point and realize like ah, still not good enough you know what yeah. i mean once yeah. you get it with everything the full sound yeah you need to see the big picture and you should be okay with i guess going back and redoing shit. for me it's like as far as writing a song the best songs i've ever written i mean to me were ones that were finished within three days max yeah. oh yeah but totally. then when it comes to like recording it like oh, yeah. I'll redo it a bunch of times, but the song pretty much stays the same. Well, we'll yeah. play a song live too that we've recorded and done a million times, and we'll like, you know, I mean, in practice, we'll hit a spot where it's like, that sounds good. Like, let's do it like this from now on. Yeah. yeah. And now the recording has to inherently change. Right. You know, what I mean, from now on. So. But uh, but it doesn't not necessarily because I've seen bands that change it live yeah. and then you're like, not oh inherently, shit, yeah. Because yeah. you so can do cool. we do songs where we do it slower in the recording, faster live, yeah, whatever, but. It's that thought that, like, damn, we do have a recording of this. You know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. like, y- you have to factor all of this into your thought process, I yeah. guess. But if you're okay with adjusting and, like, yeah. still 
I think Squeaky fans like variation in sets, though. Well, I mean, it's I very always, true. Very I always true. did. I I do. Yeah, you know, I look like, for I, that. I definitely I, look for that. I always remember, you know, my parents coming home from seeing the Pixies and like, you know, the Pixies are fucking great. Yeah. You know, and like I, they're one of my favorite bands. Like, <laughs> what? You don't like the Pixies? Not a big Pixies fan. No. Surfer Rosa. All right. Surfer Rosa. All right. Well, they're a really, band. really good band. <laughs> They are really. I think you would agree that they were influential. Super influential. Yeah. yeah, Obviously named and and all like consistently. But anyways, they came home from the show and they were like, it was so boring to watch. Oh. You know, because like they just like stand there playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, there's just like a certain element of like, I mean, maybe that's just them being themselves and they just want to stand there. My cousin came back from seeing System of a Down and he was all bummed that Serge Tanky didn't move. You know what I mean? I was like, I would be bummed if I went. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I, I just used to that. listen to System of Down when I was younger. Oh, no. And like, no. <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> younger. I think they're, they're playing but if their I went to that show, show you know what I mean? I'd just be like, yeah, oh, they're, they're doing some shows now. No, they're playing their last show soon, right? Yeah, they? soon. In a, like, I just recently saw this thing that I was like, they're going to be playing in LA. She likes System of a Down? Yeah. I got to be honest. I don't really. <laughs> it's so corny to me, dude. It's very corny, but there there really is no. I could say this to them. What about one Avenged, thing I can give them: Avenged there's Sevenfold? no other band that sounds exactly like them. Is Avenged Sevenfold? Not band exactly. Band? Okay, all right. There's a lot of bands okay. that do the same thing because they came in like the Limp Biscuit fucking era. You know what I mean? Yeah, Girl they are just as dorky to me. Exactly. Just as just dorky. as dorky, but there's something that's slightly more endearing about them because one, they just sounded a little weirder. So and two, they at least I'll said something. I'll give you that. They at least said something ever, ever. <laughs> Have you ever heard prison song? No, I'd be like. So to answer your question, we're making but a video. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, you're making a video. We're making yeah, a video, like and then we're gonna do some recordings, and we're just gonna keep playing shows. I can, I don't want to go to bat for this with a down. Let that Take be on a record. Move on. I'm trying to get us out of this scotch free. Scotch. No, I want to go. I, I want to go scotch. I don't yeah. want to be scotch free. No, I want right, scotch. Right. I want the scotch. <laughs> I want to be scotch free. Let's huff some scotch guard, right? Let's huff some scotch guard. No, dude. I've. I mean, this gets more listens on like the like Apple Podcasts and like Stitcher and all the Android podcasts than like. I don't like, know what any of that is. It's where it, it's more when people are just listening to it versus watching yeah, it on YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. It gets like three to four times as much as like the stuff on YouTube. I think people just listen while they're at work. But yeah. you know, as this keeps going, I, I've met a bunch of local bands and I'm getting to know more people, and I get ins with some really great bands, and ha- I have you know a lot of fun. Yeah. But at a certain point, there will be a podcast that does really well because of the band or whatever. Yeah. And. If people were to go back in the first couple of podcasts, I call out so many bands that I dislike, and I'll stand behind it. I still don't like those bands. Yeah. But like, it's sorry, it's my musical taste, and I think some people well, are dumb. Well, wrong with opinion. You know, that's yeah. why some people are like, "Oh, I think Andy Warhol's a really good artist," and other people say Andy Warhol's well, art, not a good art, artist. Art, art, art. Yeah. I just had that conversation with the Red Leslies. Oh, really? Yeah. We know them. And I told Adrian because he really likes Andy Warhol. Yeah, I know that fool. And I said like. He was explaining it to me, and he's like, okay, but Andrew Warhol was trying to show you that, like, there can be beauty in regular stuff, and you don't have to just view things as art when you're at a gallery. And I said, okay, I understand that. And he was like, yeah, so, like, you know, he had this picture or painting of a a fire hydrant. Mm -hmm. And it was like, this can be beautiful, too. And my point to him was, yeah, 
but I'd rather look at Salvador Dali than a fucking fire hydrant. But the point <laughs> is, like, like, the point is, like, that's yeah. your taste. Exactly. You know, and we I'm don't all like, okay with we that. don't all like yeah. to eat mushrooms in our spaghetti carbonara. Yeah, you know I do. I mean? like, yeah, I do, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, and I completely know that, which is why I feel comfortable saying it. Yeah, I'm not saying that Andy Warhol was a horrible person or no, I didn't like his person. he was a horrible person. Was he? Did you know he was a huge anti-Semite? I didn't know big much. Big Hitler wasn't supporter. Nika, wasn't Nika a big time? I'm just kidding, but... Uh, I, but I don't Nika know. Was, was she? I think she was. I Walt don't know. Disney but this was, is what I'm saying. Walt Disney is like, when I comment on a band, I'm not com- commenting on anything else other than what they present to us Based on their music and how yeah. you like it, yeah. How you, That's it. how you like. I'm not it. saying they're bad fathers yeah. or no. bad like. Good like, God, no. You, know, like, you can't comment on these things. But people, put, pe- people say that shit when they're like, you can "Oh, only so you comment like, on how hmm. you interpret and perceive their art," mm-hmm. you know. And right. it's like that's why when certain, like when some people look at Andy Warhol stuff, they're like, "I get it. It's not for me." Just That's like exactly. I, I've I never feel. been the biggest fan overall, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that he had value. Yeah. He and I can anything. I can still say that he was crazy influential. To exactly. that scene. Yeah. I think that the people exactly. that he decided to surround himself with and, and bring up around him, people like Basquiat, Andy, or uh, the Velvet Underground, and stuff like that. He did a big thing for art. Bigger, bigger for art than what he, I think, than what he actually contributed to art mm-hmm. with his own work. I think he was immensely important. Super. I just don't like. They say like that. that, that in that David Bowie song. Did. Yeah, he got shot by this crazy yeah. chick who was obsessed with him. Uh, he lived through it, right? He lived through it, yeah. yeah. Um, Fuck. Yeah. You, have you ever heard Andy Warhol, the David Bowie song? Yeah. Where he's like, silver screen, hang him on my wall. You know what I mean? Like, what Andy Warhol, silver screen. You know mm. what I mean? Like, what he's saying is like, he's... Uh, what I think he's saying is that he is a the projection screen, screen for other people to put their art onto and be seen. Right. Without the projection, without the silver screen, you can't see the movie right. Right. It'll be distorted. Oh, it won't yeah. have its best picture quality cool. and viewing. So I, I always thought that that was a good point that he made. He's a silver screen. That's a cool. He's cool a movie point. theater. I, I usually avoid that song because I just don't like that song. Ding, ding, I don't know that really? song. That song da, 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 da. based on all of his. I mean, I the vast array of Bowie stuff. He's I just like the other stuff so much. So yeah, yeah, and then that's the same thing we were talking about art. Like with David Bowie, you can literally pick and choose within his catalog. It's you know, like you know? it's, it's preference like, within it's one like, artist. It's not like I don't really like the Pixies. You know. Houses, creature. It's not like it's not like I don't like the pigs. I like Surfer Rose or whatever. Da, da, da. But it's pretty much kind of standard that you could like or not like. You know certain aspects of it. With yeah. David Bowie, like you could say Andy Warhol has a track. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. The stylistic exactly. choice of that track didn't suit you. His every album was a different concept album, mm-hmm. so you can like a different era of. And Hunky Dory, Hunky Dory, in and of itself, will just change so. Bowie's many times. a little bit different because he he had not only different albums, different sounds but different characters different characters he was different bowies i was explaining this to actually i was talking to my mom the other day and i was talking about um ziggy stardust and the concept too and rock and roll suicide and in the song rock and roll suicide it's like this is what we do to our pop stars this is what we do to our rock stars Mm -hmm. we tear them apart on stage we shred them Mm -hmm. and murder them basically bastardize them or whatever you want to call it still my favorite bowie kill them yeah that and aladdin sane oh for me yeah i love low 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 actually Really gets me a lot. That's an album. Yeah, it's a uh, it's the first one he did with Brian Eno after he oh, came back out of rehab, and it's it's pretty much set up like I doing love Brian Eno as well. Oh yeah, the best. Uh, it, it's like doing cocaine is, is the idea, where it's like <laughs> it starts off very fast, very yeah. beady, almost Prince esque, and it's like mm-hmm. capturing your attention, and then it just trails off and goes down and down and yeah. down and down and down into like a song that's called Weeping Wall. You know what I mean? Which is um, 
it's an extremely emotional track. It's almost like choral music at that point. Okay. So he like descends into his own depression in the album, which mirrors his drug addiction. You know what's funny? I mean, I I feel this way. I don't know if anybody else does, but like with Andy Warhol, I think we accept like a lot of people accept that some people don't like him, some people really like him. But when it comes to Bowie, when somebody says they don't like Bowie, people are like, "Go away!" Are you? <laughs> you don't hear. About I'm one of those people. You don't I'm hear about. Yeah. You don't I hear about people who say they don't like Bowie. You hear about people who say they don't know who that is. Yeah, you right. Do, you haven't heard it, and if, if, if you, you heard all the songs and is. realized he made all those songs that you've definitely heard before, yeah. like you'd be. The other thing though. too, though, is like the people who I feel like the people who really know, like not really know David Bowie, but it's like. Have listened if you've to heard him. if yeah. you've heard David Bowie, you've most likely heard a few songs. Right. If you've heard a few songs, like you could have heard it from any decade he was any making album, music. Yeah. Anything, like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like with that much, like if you took a look at his portfolio for like two hours, God. you would find something Dunning. probably to make I, you say have to, like, I respect this person. Yeah. And like, like you could say that about artists like the Beatles and like that's the truth, really overall. I think that there's something for everyone if you look. But, sure. but with David Bowie, it's far more true because he's a I bridge agree. between the eras of the Beatles and like the hip hop and the DJs. And the other thing true. too, where is he's David made Bowie. music that mirrors a lot of the club shit. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of the like more like I'm not gonna say electric. Like you know what I mean? Fame BD too shit. is like fame. He got into disco using for a Stevie bit. Ray Vaughan yeah, on that album like with Niles Rogers producing and all that stuff. Like with really changing his shit up consistently, mm-hmm. going from Tony Visconti to Brian Eno. You know, and with people like that, people. like David Bowie and Brian Eno and Visconti and like all these like. With all these people from this generation, it's like what sets them apart from like the way the Beatles did it is like the Beatles, like were a great band and super popular, and I appreciate them and respect them for what they did, and I like some of their music, but like, you know, they were they had a formula. They were exactly and like with like Bowie and like Eno and stuff like that, like they weren't they weren't trying to be at the forefront at the you know the most predominant visual element. Of music in society, mm-hmm. just they were up. trying to do what they wanted to, what they felt and wanted to express. Yeah. You and know? surprisingly, like, he always ended up being the person that was the most forward-thinking. Like it's like he almost designed all his albums to be like five years later, you look back and be like, "I get it now." You know what I mean? Like, I get it now. We all just caught up to yeah. this. You know what I mean? Now. And how hot was he too? Oh like, th- yeah, easy. he was a stud. He was he's a stud, stud dude. But his mugshot is. But like the thing is, it. like. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he was attractive even just physically, but His the the fact that he had so much confidence to do whatever he wanted. Knowledge. Have you ever too. seen somebody in, or met somebody that just does everything they've ever wanted to do, dude? And then not only do they do everything they want to do. But it's done well. He's Those the most, people are attractive. He's like the most. Not to I mention his fucking dick and labyrinth. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. How about that bullshit? But seriously though, like I've said this many times, like to my girlfriend, to many people, like I, David Bowie has got to be the most attractive person if you take it all. If you take everything you take into everything consideration. Into consideration, because like you just said, yeah. his confidence, his ability, his knowledge. He would talk about poets. He talk about he's novels, well-rounded. He talk, yeah, well-read, well-traveled, mm-hmm. well-spoken. He's just really like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just he's just—he was one of the. I'd want to be David Bowie like so hard. Like it's David not even Bowie, funny. Yeah. Like David Bowie is the guy who I would let take me out to dinner, and then we'd go home and like fuck to some music and some <laughs> well, candles. I always thought, like, but then Lou Reed is the guy who I call on my way home, and like we you know we stop off. <laughs> <laughs> I d- I just think that Bowie's like Bowie is literally like if we were to send like aliens came down 
and they were like, "He's our representative." Yeah. Well, they were like, "What is That's Earth English. like?" They were like, <laughs> 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 but they're like, "What is Earth like? Like, what is all the stuff that a human can do? What's all the stuff that you could enjoy in this life?" We would be like, "Well, Bowie did Check everything: Bowie, fashion, yeah. music, movies. Bowie everything. did everything, everything." And th- I always thought of it like, you know what I mean? The, the sexuality aspect's one thing, but I always thought like. With David Bowie, if you listen to the song Kooks, uh, off of Hunky Dory, mm-hmm. I always thought David Bowie would be the, the best dad ever. Because mm. he says, like, in that song, he's like, and if you ever have to go to school, remember how they picked on this old fool. Don't pick fights with the bullies or the cads, because I'm not much cop at punching other people's dads. And if the homework brings you down, we'll throw it on the fire and take the car downtown. Oh my God, that's the coolest dad ever. I mean, he'd like, be a cool dad, for he'd sure. He'd be like, oh, that sounds like the shit, like. I just, it just makes me giddy almost to think that David Bowie was a real person, thought all these things, yeah. and lived it like he did. Like he really yeah, he meant lived. it. He lived. He lived. He's an he's a, just an idol. I always thought he'd be like the coolest uncle. You know what I mean? At yeah. that point. Yeah, almost wouldn't want him to be your dad. No, because like Julian you'd Lennon, be living in his shadow. Julian Lennon said that David Bowie was a better father. Paul McCartney was a better father than John Lennon, and like David Bowie would take him to well, museums. He'd take him to all this stuff and. I can imagine, you know, I can imagine. He's a better uncle, probably, than dad. Yeah, uncles let you get away with more. Yeah. His dad, son, Duncan's dad's kind of pretty well-adjusted and pretty, like, successful. And you ever, Did you see his new, new thing, though? That was, oh, my God, it's so bad. All right, boys. <laughs> Anything you want to say at the end? Because it's about an hour, and I need to piss. Oh, shit. No. We are we're the Helen Hannahs. We are the Helen Hannahs. <laughs> Um, my name is Pascal. We did came, come here That's before. Jacob. This is Jacob. Um, we're putting together a cool video of us playing some music and should be up soon. Trying to play some shows and book us, book us, book us. Thank you. Thank yeah, you of course. Also. Thanks for yeah. coming on. Yeah, and um, check out Bad Humor Company. <laughs> yeah, I saw that your your girlfriend's, my girlfriend's uh, company. Brand. Yeah, Very she cool. makes vintage style T-shirts with potty humor on them. You know what I like about her her page is like it looks professional already. She so is professional. She's getting this. She job is together. cool. Yeah. Ridiculously professional and works so fucking hard and is so on top of her stuff. So mm-hmm. like, she deserves it. So check out Bad Humor Company too. Check it out. No, I've already looked at it. I like that fart T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's really cool, and thanks for coming on. Yeah. And uh, glad to have met you guys. And let's go kill some beers. Let's go kill some beers after I take a piss. But yeah, let's yeah. kick it. Good. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Later, man.